Welcome to the pre-workout podcast, where we take a bunch of pre-workout and make a podcast in my living room. Uh, I'm Preston, and this is Colin. Uh, we took about twice as much as we did the last time uh, of a more potent variety. I and feel warm. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be fun. We, we, we took about 30 minutes ago, and we're just letting it kick in. Uh, we got some C4, which is not the highest grade stuff, but we're we're moving our way up. You know, yeah. You got to keep your uh, your caffeine tolerance. Next low. week it'll be cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we can't talk about drugs this early in the podcast. People might actually listen. <laughs> Uh, so we try to have a topic, uh, just one question or one topic that we want to talk about, and then take rabbit trails from there. So uh, the question this week is legalization in all varieties. Are we, We're going to be talking about legalization of drugs, alcohol, um, <clears throat> really all the stuff that the Bible warns about. <laughs> and, and how, should, how, how should the government react to that? How should we react to that? And, and what age should it be legal at? So... Um, but yeah, last week we talked about uh, verses and uh, you know pitting different things against each other. Not Bible verses. We're talking. No, about no, no, like... not Bible verses. Like uh, like uh, comparisons of, of, of strengths. But uh, it was actually a really good. Uh, talked about the hierarchy of fighting. Um, it was a really good uh, first podcast episode. But now we're on yeah. number two. Um, so Colin will be our fact checker if we bring up anything regarding. Um, you know, history that, that, or history. if we make any claims that we actually need to fact check. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. pre-workout does have the tendency to make you very confident about what's coming out of your mouth without thinking too long about it. So I'd say it's just more ego. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Less pre-workout, more ego. But, but the pre-workout brings out the best parts of yourself. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So Preston, yeah. I guess answer your own question. What, what age... I, what age do you think alcohol should be legal in the United States? Go. Yeah, so if we're starting on alcohol, I, I am under the firm basis of belief that everything should be legal at 18, or everything should be legal at 21, and not some weird half-hybrid. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, uh, Aren't there some things that are legal <clears throat> when you're like 25, like renting a car? Uh, uh, well, that, that's different company policies. I know um, Enterprise uh, car rentals, They, I think they're 25, and then like Hertz is 23. So those are different car Strange. policies, yeah. um, and that's really just to help with insurance. Yeah. Uh, 21-year-olds are just definitely proven to drive more recklessly than 25-year-olds. <laughs> no! <laughs> Shockingly so, yeah. Bro, you got a Prius. <laughs> if you put it into power, power mode, I feel like it slows down. <laughs> Hey, I get those extra two mile an hour. <laughs> Brings extra, me up to 70. <laughs> an extra quarter horsepower. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's a 10% gain. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's, I, I, I think that legalization should, should be across the board. I don't think it should be inconsistent. I have a theory, yeah. and, and you've heard this a lot from more conservative and libertarian um, strongholds in media. You, you hear the phrase, uh, if you're able to die for your country, you should be able to drink a beer. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I've been very fortunate. We've we've actually both been fortunate to go travel in Europe, and the the way they do it over there, eighteen, it's legal. Um, actually, in some places, I I, I took a uh, month exchange trip, about a month, maybe a little bit over a month exchange trip to West Germany, a place called Wiesbaden, Germany, which was nice. I mean, everybody there is extremely wealthy, so that was kind of a unique experience. But the drinking age there is sixteen. And 
it's kind of loosely 16. Like, still, people still really don't care. Um, well, that's but I had like. my 16th birthday there, and it just felt weird that I was of legal drinking age in that country at 16 years old. Whereas in America, you have another five years before you can even have that discussion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it was it was really strange because in high school, all, all my all my buddies that were German there, you know, they they go to fairs and stuff, and they're all carrying around beers, and they're walking by cops and stuff just drinking and they literally like are still going through puberty and it's just <laughs> it's it's hilarious to me yeah i it's just so it's so different i have a really good mentor of mine he uh he talks about how he doesn't mind that it's 21 uh you know there's there's several things that um the legal age in america is 21 like for instance carrying a handgun to defend yourself to get a handgun carry permit you have to be 21 years old uh and to purchase a handgun in america well, the same thing applies to alcohol, purchase or drink or to consume alcohol. You have to be 21. And my mentor, I, I agree with him on so many things, and he says that he doesn't mind that because 18-year-olds are stupid. And my opinion is that everybody is stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> everyone, yeah. everyone really under 20, maybe like 35. I know a lot of people older than 35 that are stupid, but everybody is going to be stupid at some point, and you have to let them learn. And I think, I think if... If we really do, if you're able to go and be drafted and die for your country, you should be able to have a beer in your home country and not yeah. have to go to Europe to have a beer or liquor. Um, yeah, and th- that's the same thing for everything. If you're 18, you should be a legal adult. Now, look, if you want to move it up to 21, go ahead, move it up to 21, but everything is 21. And if you want to drink and shoot at the same time, I think you should do it. <laughs> America! <laughs> America! Now, that that's one thing that, like... Just dude, no. stupid people. <laughs> Just no, dude. Yeah. Don't even, don't even play with that. Yeah. My opinion on, on things like that is that laws should be to protect other people from your actions, not to protect yeah. yourself from your actions. The idea that like, uh, you know, suicide is illegal. That's the weirdest, That's the craziest thing. thing. It's like it's the only, it's the only crime that if you actually go through with it and commit it, you don't get punished. <laughs> but if you fail, if you fail, or if you don't commit it and go through all the way, you get punished. Yeah. Or at least treated differently. And I, and I, I, it's so weird. It's like if you want to commit suicide, let us help you. Let us, let us have a good culture about that. But why is it illegal? You know, you're not gonna. And now, if it's like a murder suicide or a suicide by cop, that's very, very different. Yeah. That's very different. But if it's a, uh, if you're just, you know, doing something like jump off a bridge, that's, that's why I think like. Um, is it like a felony or is it a misdemeanor? I want to know. I think that. it's a misdemeanor. Let me, so you, let me look that up. You can fact quick. check that. I think it's a misdemeanor <clears throat> because you'll be admitted to a psychiatric hospital um, if the judge deems fit. But yeah, I mean, I think there's a whole lot of things that need to be legalized, um, like weed, man. We <laughs> just <laughs> make it legal, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly. Well, yeah, I mean, 100%. If, if you treat... And the same thing, 18. I think it should be 18 as well. I think, again, like you're saying, 18 across the board with everything. Yeah. It's or just, 21. If you want to make it 21, I will concede that battle, but make it consistent. Don't make yeah. it 18. 18, it's like 16, you have a little bit of freedom, illegal freedom. 18, you're a full-fledged adult, kind of. Yeah, and they just changed the law for tobacco. For tobacco. Yeah. Yeah, which makes me so mad because I I actually enjoyed the occasional cigar. I don't smoke, but I yeah. enjoy the occasional cigar, and um, 
you know, now that's like a felony. <laughs> it's a felony if, I, if if someone sells me tobacco, um, which means it has the same repercussions as alcohol. That's a when it's not the same thing. It is not the same. Tobacco and 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 alcohol are not on the same level. Um, they don't affect your your ability to uh, to think too bad. I mean, of course, it affects your health, but yeah. <clears throat> okay, here we go. I think I found something. <clears throat> this website says. Um, at English common law, suicide was a felony punishable by burial in the public highway with a stake driven through the body. Okay, I don't. <laughs> I don't think this is right. <laughs> what is it? What is this, source is this? Is this twelve sixteen? <laughs> J rank law pages suicide legal. <laughs> okay, so basically, you get murdered <laughs> if you try to commit suicide. We'll we kill, kill you. you. <laughs> God. You're like, I just need help. And they're like, you're going to need a lot of help in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to literally drive a stake through you on the highway. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you're standing on the edge of a bridge trying to commit suicide, we'll kick you off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can you imagine getting the death penalty after trying to commit suicide? It's like, thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're helping me. Oh, uh, uh, gosh. <clears throat> um, yeah. yeah, I think it should be 18 across the board. Um. And I think, you know, yeah. as a 16-year-old, being able to drink in Europe, that was pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. Well, it's an awesome experience. Uh, I mean, I don't agree it should be 16. I don't really think so. No, I think 16. I really, really and honestly, and I'm kind of torn here, I, I would say that even driving at 16 is like a... That's like yeah. the, that's the absolute youngest I'd concede. Because I was personally... Terrible? Really stupid. <laughs> I still am, but at 16, I was like void of a good, of good decision making ability on a grand scheme. Doing it quickly, at least, I just couldn't make good decisions quickly. It's because your brain's not fully developed. Your brain's not fully developed until you're 25, and that's okay. You know, but yeah. I, I think it was, uh, and that's a that's a really good thing that I try to remember. <clears throat> yeah, sometimes I feel like I try to cloud myself with. Just all the things that I need to be doing, all the things that I need to be thinking of, all the things that I need to be working towards. And then I sit back and think, wait, my brain isn't even fully developed yet. Like, yeah. I'm still <clears throat> stupid. Yeah. <laughs> You're still biologically a child. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's that, uh, you know, the the frontal, I think it's the frontal lobe that doesn't fully develop until you're 25, which is your decision-making ability and your um, long-term memory. Yeah. But you know it's <clears throat> when you go to the like the top of topic of alcohol, I think anything you do while under the influence you have you should have more um there should be more re- repercussions for that if you drive a vehicle i I think you should like the the hammer should swing down so hard on you if you drive under the influence of anything yeah. marijuana alcohol alike um stuff like. With yeah. t- with tobacco, if, <clears throat> I'd say you if, forget. I mean, I don't think you forget. I'm just saying you, as in general, for, pe- people forget that a car is literally like a death machine. <laughs> it's a two ton 
it's a it's a four thousand pound piece of metal that's Bro, going eighty Prius miles an hour. Not two tons. Come on now. <laughs> hey, those batteries are heavy, yeah, man. Those batteries are heavy. But but it's full of gas, oil, and <laughs> it's going hit, eighty miles you, an hour. <laughs> you hit a person and they're just fine and you die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wraps around the squirrel. <laughs> it's like, bro, I hit a squirrel the other day. I almost didn't make it. <laughs> uh, I love my Prius. But driving a Prius and trying to be a manly man. I remember when I first got my Prius. Uh, I was doing uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu at the time, and I I rolled up, and I think I was blasting Coolio or something over the the speakers. Been that spend I, the most yeah. our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright claim, no. <laughs> but I I was I, I pulled up and uh, I immediately just started getting crap like. It immediately started getting crap for it. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, I got here for 30 cents, but <laughs> was yeah. it worth it? <laughs> was it worth saving that $5 and not having a uh, really fuel-inefficient truck? But uh, then, I, I mean, at the same time, I was working at a gun shop, and that was the same thing. For, like, months, I just got roasted for having a Prius. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, yeah, you know, Prius is, uh, every Prius comes... With a complimentary tampon in the glove box. They would open, they'd open up the glove compartment and I'd be like, all right. Yeah, dude, your dad made that joke and I was like, yeah. that hurt. <laughs> My dad is is slowly, I'd say actually quickly becoming the king of dad jokes. His jokes have gone from like pretty intellectually funny to just slowly degrading into dad jokes, which I love. I think they're awesome. They're, <laughs> they're, they're those kinds of jokes where... When you when they say it, you're waiting for it to like unravel into like a really good joke, and it's just like no, that's the joke. Just yeah. be in pain right now. It's like that, that's where <laughs> and it you're stops. literally just like oh, oh, that hurts so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> I, I wrote a I wrote a dad joke the other day. I, I was like, uh, why do uh, cats never fear a recession? Because they always land on their feet, Ugh. and you're just like. I've heard nothing but groans when I tell that. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> but I love it. And when I, when I eventually have kids... Depression uh, <laughs> and obsession don't mix well. <laughs> yeah, that XX Tentacion song. <laughs> Bro, that guy was whack. Yeah. That guy was insane. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> the but, fact, his, but his music was just so good. So, have I you know ever heard he, sad? I know, he, I know he tried to rape that girl with like that, whatever that pitchfork thing what are they called a, a barbecue fork like a barbecue a, skewer yeah a skewer yeah god and he like locked her in her in his house i mean allegedly oh allegedly i mean even though you know bro that was like oj the glove okay yeah that was, that was the same style <laughs> it won't fit i know i'm balling my hand up and making it really hard for my hand to go into the glove but it won't fit <laughs> I know the knife has my name embroidered on it, but it yeah. won't fit. When you told me that, I was like, what? Yeah, dude. It's literally insane. It's got, it's so stupid. It's like, it's his knife, his gloves, his DNA, and his blood was on the scene. And he had a high-speed chase with yeah. the police. And, like... and I'm like, did you do it? He's like... I'm innocent. And they're like, I... <laughs> I had no idea you guys were chasing me. I was just driving really fast. I loved you in Naked Gun, too. <laughs> I think he's innocent. <laughs> this, is, he was, this is exactly what hundreds of millions of dollars will be. I don't know. Did he have hundreds of millions? Yeah, he had, dude. He was he one, had one, of, a lot of money. He was one of the wealthiest uh, athletes of all time. He was in a... He was in one movie... Or he got turned down for the role of one movie where he was supposed to be like some hard serial killer or something. I can't remember what the movie was. 
and the director turned him down because he wanted the role and he turned him down and he said I don't think he's too sweet of a person to kill somebody to pretend to pretend to be a bad guy. I don't think he could actually kill someone. And then, like six months later, yeah, <laughs> it's like oh if gosh. I did it. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro, he's on TikTok. Oh yeah, I saw that. He's on TikTok, it's and I'm insane. just like, he's got like forty thousand followers. Yeah, but it's so funny because people, all people do is just like fuck with him, and they comment like knife emojis. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, you, you really, really killed me with yeah, that one. <laughs> you really killed this video. It's like, <laughs> but he posted one where he was like, uh, when when you feel like you got the coronavirus, and it was him like drinking a, a bottle of bleach that clearly had like water in it. And he was drinking from a bottle of bleach. And he's like, you gotta clean out that coronavirus. I'm like, man, that's not the first time you've cleaned something with some bleach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a like, crime scene. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it, it, it's the stupidest. Uh, it's the stupidest thing. And then he plugged his book, "If I Did It," which he wrote back in like the early two thousands, I think, or yeah. the nineties. And he's like, "If I did it, I'm like, shut up. I, if I was O.J. Simpson, you're still a multimillionaire, and you got away with a double homicide. Just be quiet. People will forget about you, but you keep yeah. resurfacing in the news because you're yeah. like, because he just wants to. He some people <clears throat> just need like fame, no matter if it's just if it's negative." They will 100% take negative publicity. Did you see Takashi Six Nine like all of his Instagram live videos that he was coming out on, saying like, "Yeah, yeah I'm a snitch, but they weren't loyal to me." He's back uh, out. We, I think we talked about that yeah. last week. He's literally he's out now. I'm like, we were yeah, we were wrong. We, we thought that he had was still gonna get sentenced. No, but he's like fully out. Yeah, he's, I think he's gotten seven years of probation or something like that. He sang so That's loud, so bro. Uh. bro. He snitched on literally everybody. And he and he said it, and he came out with a uh, uh, he came out with a song and a music video where he literally had he literally had like you know those things that you can do on well you don't have an iPhone but you know those things that, so there's those things that you can <laughs> those things that you can do on your iPhone where you like film yourself and it puts a face over your face it's like an animated yeah. emoji thing yeah. his was a rat because he just ratted out on everybody <gasps> and he was joking about it. It's Dude. Like, Dude, you're gonna get killed. And you know what? And you He's know like what? 22, 23. I don't even know. I don't, I don't even care to look it up. You know, what's more, <laughs> you know what's more sad about that whole situation? What's that? He's making just as much or money now, or more money now than he was before. Yeah. People are like just consuming. It's like people if if they listen to this and they hear us like trashing on XXX, they're gonna be like, "How dare you? <laughs> Suicide! <laughs> he's he a wonderful person. Ah. He was literally terrible. What is up with these like super famous people getting okay, stuff? We we can't say whether or not he was with one hundred percent impunity that he was terrible. We don't know yet. No, it was like ninety nine percent. Yeah, <laughs> we're like almost completely sure. Yeah. It's like OJ. Yeah, okay, yeah, you can't say he was 100% guilty. But you know... The glove, the, didn't, the the, glove, the glove didn't fit, bro. The, yeah, the glove didn't... That's so weird. It didn't fit. Have you ever tried to put a glove on when you're making a fist? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. Especially when you have a... He had a latex glove on the inside of it. Or, on, or like, on his hand already. Which doesn't help. But... Yeah. <clears throat> I have a buddy who had a Ford Bronco. Or whatever... I think it was a Ford Bronco that he was driving. He had one just like it. It was so funny. Yeah. Yeah, he had, uh, what do you say? Oh, yeah, he had a bumper sticker that said, not OJ. <laughs> I was like, this God. is genius. I, I asked him, I was like, do cops ever give you trouble with that? He's like, no, I always get out of tickets because I love that. <laughs> they pull me over and they're like, this is familiar. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, I didn't, 
like I didn't really know exactly what that um, connection was. Like I was listening to an Eminem song, and he talks about the white Bronco in yeah. one of his songs, and I didn't know like he was alluding to O.J. Simpson. Yeah. I just didn't know. And then I started looking at, I watched that show, the O.J. Simpson trials or whatever that they had on Netflix. It was like that documentary that they had about him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's what the white Bronco was. Yeah. <laughs> and then I watched the video of him literally like in a high speed chase. <clears throat> yeah. That guy got acquitted. That that's guy. That's insane. Bro. It's like uh, Chris, Brown, Chris Brown and R. Kelly. Yeah. It's like, oh, and Jesse Smalley. I'll throw him in that group, Jesse. <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> Bro, did you hear Dave Chappelle? <laughs> Who has rope? <laughs> when was the last time you saw rope? 2, 2 a.m. in the middle of Chicago with a blizzard. <laughs> he goes out to get a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. And some black guys with MAGA hats go around with rope. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like... he's like Two Nigerian dudes. <laughs> he's like... He's like... He's like... Um, he plays the part as like the investigator. I want to know where Kanye West was the night of the <laughs> the night of the uh, hanging or the lynching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ah, bro. Dude. He's got like a really unique perspective on on just society. He should be president. I'd vote for him. People like that. I don't agree with him on some of his social issues, but I think like I I I'd be willing to sacrifice a little bit. Of my of my opinions on social issues yeah. to get somebody who's just brutally honest, who just yeah. doesn't, who's not afraid of, who, who one is not trying to get reelected. That's a big problem with a lot of politicians is that their job is to get reelected. Yeah, and for basically half of their term and whatever position they're in, you know. If they have a, let's say they have a four-year term, they spend one year celebrating that they're there. Yeah. <laughs> they spend one year working ten hours a week, and they'll spend two years campaigning to get reelected. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I'd rather have somebody that's like, all right, I'm one term in and out. Yeah. That's one of our. Uh, let's make a lot of promises that we will never fulfill. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the most Hilarious. effective presidents of all time, pro- probably one, yeah, one of the most effective presidents of all time was James K. Polk. I think he had a five-point list. Here, talk about that for a second. I'm going to go use the restroom. I'll be right back. <laughs> talk about James K. That, Polk. That pre-workout's getting yeah. <laughs> hitting him real I drink, hard. I drink a lot of liquid. <laughs> yeah, James K. Polk had, uh, I think, five or six points that he was going after and he was running off of. And he said, I'm going to run for one term and I'm going to accomplish everything on this list. And he won. He did one term and everything on that list and a little bit more was accomplished. And then he was in. That was it. He stopped right there. And... We don't have enough presidents like that. <laughs> uh, some presidents make very lofty goals. I don't think are they're they're able to accomplish. And then a lot of presidents make they kind of undersell, and then they change their tune as soon as they get in. Um, which you know, I think we've seen a bunch of that really since McKinley. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, McKinley McKinley was a weird. That's a weird scenario. I think that was the first time legitimately it's documented that the presidency was just bought. Just straight up bought by somebody. Because J.P. JP Morgan and Rockefeller and all these guys were trying to protect their uh, their monopolies and their empires. And they just bought the presidency. But, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, Colin is slow. Oh. <laughs> that was important. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What were you talking about? Sorry, the, 
<laughs> that was the most boring part of the podcast. Really? <laughs> just me talking about presidential history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I've been gaining weight, man. I just weighed myself a little bit in there. <laughs> you weighed yourself? I'm like at 186. <laughs> 186? Yeah. Well, we did just drink a bunch of water, Liquid, so you got yeah. so you have uh, water weight. Water but, weight. Yeah. What are you? What's your floating weight? Like what I wake up in the morning? Yeah, when you wake up in the morning before you've, you know, after you use the bathroom before you eat breakfast. It's like right around 180. 180? Because I remember for a while you were at like 170, 172. 172. Yeah. Yeah, mine's like 205. I'm right going to call it muscle, but. <laughs> <laughs> muscle is heavier than fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this does not have anything to do with this quarantine. Nothing at all. <laughs> Our, our diets have been impeccable. We've worked out every single day. We haven't missed once. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Except and- for the fact that <laughs> we missed a bunch. We really, like, I thought that I was going to get ripped this time of year. Because this year was, like, going to be my big... You 20- will. You will, bro. I will. I know. I got. I, I have to hit the gains afterward. But th- this year was going to be my big push to get just shredded. And then the gyms closed down. And I was like, ah. You know, I wanted to get a 500-pound deadlift by the end of the year, a 300-pound bench, and a 400-pound squat. If I could accomplish all those, I'd be like, yes, I am happy. Got to yeah. have a good total for someone who doesn't lift weights competitively. You know what's funny? What's that? When I was in there, after I used the bathroom, I was like, I got to wash my hands. Because like, if we're doing a podcast and he asks me if I wash my hands or not, and I'm like, no, then that's really <laughs> embarrassing. <Bro. laughs> I love how embarrassment is your motivation to wash your hands and not cleanliness. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, the coronavirus yeah, is going yeah. on ro- right, right now, and we got to be really safe. <laughs> you got the COVID-19? I mean, what, what? I really don't think that, I think it's so blown out of proportion. I don't think it's that bad. And I'm getting to the point more oh, and more where... Be careful, man. You gotta be careful. I'm gonna pull a... Uh, pull a uh, Alex Jones on you. I think there's, <laughs> I think there's <laughs> just a lot of things I'm like, alright, I don't, I don't know how legitimate this actually is. Because every death of the coronavirus, if you die of any... If you die of anything, and you have coronavirus in your system, even if you're asymptomatic, it is counted as a coronavirus death. Yeah, because <laughs> those memes that are like, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, guy jumps out of plane without parachute, dies of coronavirus. It's like, no, he splatted on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, his his skull went through his toes. <laughs> I, I I don't think that it's. I think it's blown way out of proportion. Um, because it's it's genuinely just, you know, they're they're finding out people that are, like, they tested a uh, a prison. And this prison had, like, 98% of the people in the prison. Like, legitimately, almost 100% of the people in the prison were, uh, had it. And almost no one showed symptoms. Showed symptoms. Like, six people. Really? Yeah, they were all asymptomatic. Which means that the severity of it, it's more viral than we thought, and way less severe. Yeah. Way less severe. And it really only affects people that have, mainly only affects people that have pre pre-existing conditions. Yeah. Did you know the average age of death for coronavirus is higher than the average age of death in general? What? Yeah. The average age of coronavirus deaths is higher than the average age of normal deaths. Cuz it affects old fat people with asthma. That's like the worst demographic to be right now. If you're old, fat and with asthma, that's that's the worst 
place you could be. But yeah. it's not it's not near as severe. I think I think if we're gonna if we're gonna save our economy, the way I think the way we need to handle it is look, if you want to stay quarantined, by all means stay quarantined. And those doctors and, and, and um the scientists and the, the uh C D C and the HWO, um, if they wanna they need to work on a vaccine as fast as possible. Get it out there quickly. That or but you for just us gotta like, start yeah, selling your body for money or something. We gotta get money. We gotta get money running right here. <laughs> yeah, we 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 gotta restart the market. And come that's, on, that's what they're trying to do with this whole twelve hundred dollar uh, stimulus check, which I I kind of like. Part of me is like, ooh, socialism. The other part of me is like, uh, it's my money anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> but no, oh, I I I think that it's uh we need to start the market back up, and and young healthy people just need to go out. Just respect the social distancing yeah. laws. Try to, at least. No groups really bigger than 10 or 15 people. You know, try to stay six feet away. Don't don't worry about it too much. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you're old, especially wear a mask. And then old people just... If you're old and have asthma and stuff, just stay inside. Sorry. But just because you are going to be negatively affected by it doesn't mean that every person on the planet has to stay inside. We have to go eat. We yeah. have to go... There's a... Uh, 20... What is it? 26 million people are out of jobs right now. Look, look at how many people are out of jobs right now. Um, yeah, I'm the unemployment it. rate went from the lowest it's ever been in American history to the highest it's ever been in American history um, in like a month. Uh, I'm just going to do it. Whoa. Do you see that? Uh, the U.S. now has 22 million people out of work as 5.2 million more Americans filed for unemployment last week. There you go. Did That's you see Forbes. That? Do you see that thing with... That's probably a smaller number thing because it's growing yeah. every day. Do you see that uh, Gosh, Project dude. Veritas? No, I didn't see it. So Project Veritas is a... Uh, Veritas is Latin for truth. Um, but Project Veritas is this... Uh, basically, they expose fake news, essentially, but not fake news like... you know, not, Trump. Like, not like fake news. You fake news. No, but they expose actual, genuine fake news. And they have inside sources that... Basically, they have a look... If you come to us... We'll keep you completely undocumented, uh-huh. and you don't have to, uh, you don't have to say who you are. But we'll share your story. And somebody came out and uh, <clears throat> Cherry Health uh, Hospitals in Michigan. Um, they were uh, CBS had hired people and had the employees of Cherry Health set up a drive-through with like 200 cars, and it was almost almost none of them were actual people who needed to be tested for for COVID testing, saying. The testings have just been blowing up and all this stuff. It was completely staged. It was completely staged. And then CBS denied it. CBS said, no, we had, this is, we had nothing to do with this. This is completely false. All these were legitimate people. And the CEO of Cherry Health, the, the hospital chain, uh, she came out and she was like, uh, some of them were maybe possibly <laughs> a little bit fake. A couple of them, maybe like five. Hundred. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe like five. And then, and then the, uh, but they have... Video and uh, the the guy the inside the mole I guess you could call him he, for Project Veritas he was just like this is insane I'm, he was recording everybody and he was taking videos of everything Bro. and what happened was he was going down the line filming these cars and naming the people in the cars oh. he's like I work with these people they're just my friends and they're told and and it's not their fault I don't think yeah. I think it's the higher ups but they were told line up for the news cameras. And to, to show the busyness. Uh, so they came out with some... Uh, Cherry Health came out with some bullcrap answer. They were like, uh, it's to protect the, the privacy of our clients. I'm like, nope. It's not protecting your... Cl- it's not protecting yeah. your patients. You can just go up to them and... 
You can you can do that thing where you ask um, if they're okay with being filmed, and if they're not, just like blur out their face or don't show their face or something like yeah, that. Yeah, just don't show their face and blur it out. Don't even ask them. But the problem was there was no one there. There was like six people. Uh-huh. Cherry Health is a failing hospital chain. Yeah, and they blatantly lied about that, like that just crazy. blatantly. And CVS was like, we had we had no knowledge of this. This is yeah. this is bullcrap. We're not related to this. <laughs> so the CEO of Cherry Health is like. Actually, it was a little bit staged, but it was not my fault. That's what she said, essentially. And then the chairman, or the, the, the board of Cherry Health was like, we didn't do this at all. And then CBS was like, actually, we did stage the whole thing. And Cherry Health, the, the, board, the Cherry Health board was like, uh, actually, we did, but it's okay, we fired the CEO. The CEO was like, I didn't do it. <laughs> Y'all made me do it. You told me to. Here are the transcripts. And they're like, it's just a big mess. They changed their yeah. story like six times. Yeah. And CBS... Speaking- Speaking of speaking of drive-throughs and fake news, you ever like? Can you imagine if if you go to McDonald's and your sandwich actually looked like the picture? <laughs> that's just fake news. Like, I'd say that's creative advertising. I'd say it's creative advertising. Yeah, I mean, I saw this video of this guy on YouTube that actually. I, f- I feel like it's kind of mean because it's not the people that make the sandwiches fault per se. I guess it kind of is. But and he would go up to the desk and he'd be like, this doesn't look like the picture. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. And they would make it look exactly like the picture. So do you, what do you think the line is between false advertising and just creative marketing? Bro, that's just that's not false. That's straight up catfish, bro. Catfish burger. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm I'm not talking about like it's made of catfish. Like we all know what catfish means. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Have you ever been catfished? Come on, bro. We live in 2020. Of course, I've been catfished. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I don't really play into the whole. uh, Not gonna say hookup apps. Just the dating apps. I don't really play into them, but. I, uh, That's a wise decision, you know. Yeah, I I almost did. Of course, I'm not gonna drop any names, but yeah, I've been catfished. Maria, no, <laughs> <laughs> a single tear falls down your cheek. <laughs> no, I I think catfishing is like the 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 silliest thing. They made a show based on catfishing, and it's called Catfished, and it's on Netflix. Did they really? Yes. That sounds like the most white trash show. It probably is. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I just read the description. Have you seen Tiger King? I did see Tiger King. That is white trash. I have not seen it. And I've, I've told myself that I won't watch and it. And you know what's sad? What's that? There are people in my family that are very similar to that. <laughs> and I was like, damn, this hits too close to home. <laughs> Carol Baskin. <laughs> the Alabamian side of my family is, <laughs> is very interesting. <laughs> yeah. So my grandma, she had, uh, oh, no, my, gran- my grandfather had his funeral, and my grandmother's side of the family showed up, and, um, you know, there was definitely a lot of sports shades with, with sports bands and cigars just chilling at that at that funeral and I was like dang like <laughs> this is really really white trash right here <laughs> you ever been to a funeral and seen someone wear camo shorts yeah. <laughs> that's pre- pretty much what it was <laughs> bro I got um asked to leave a funeral one time um 
I didn't leave. I just said, all right, I'll be quiet. But every time I go to a funeral, I think it's like like dark humor, like the graveside humor, or uh, I can't remember what that's called, gallows humor. Mm-hmm. Um, is every time I go to a funeral, I just die laughing the whole time. Everything is funny. You're to a me. horrible person. I'm a, I'm a terrible person. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. I remember when my uh, great grandmother died uh, this past year. Uh, it wasn't sad. She was like 83 and it had early onset dementia. It was kind of a good thing that she was gone. It was like it was like everybody was happy with it. You know, um, obviously it was sad losing a family member, but it wasn't it wasn't like a tragic thing that we were unexpected. Yeah. We were like, all right, this is good. I'm yeah. glad this happened. And she. Uh, I remember sitting there with my cousins and my brother, and we're all in tears. We're laughing so hard, and I was like, <laughs> "We're making the stupidest jokes." And uh, I was like, "What if we were pallbearers?" And I was like, "What if instead of pallbearers, you had her casket set up on like a set of wheels, on like a Roomba style?" Oh my gosh! <laughs> just going down the aisle and just bumping into stuff and trying to <laughs> and trying to alter it. <laughs> it was like a little vacuum robot that yeah, like yeah, yeah, hits yeah, a little, wall and <laughs> yeah, it's got the little sensors that bumps into people and it's trying to go out of the door and it just keeps it's just like uh. it, it gets to the gravesite and it just kind of falls halfway in <laughs> like and it's like just, <laughs> it's like boom. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, dude, there was this... Uh, so, my grandfather had an open casket funeral, which I think is pretty creepy. Like, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the open casket style. I just think it's like... Ugh. Yeah, that's very odd. It's really strange, but hey, to each their own, my family, I guess, is weird. But, um, but I remember we were in Alabama at the... Uh, funeral home i guess or funeral place wherever they had the you know cer- or the gathering of the funeral um and all of a sudden this guy just walks in he's just like this just drunk off of his ass hobo <laughs> walks into the funeral while everybody's really somber and like taking in the moment and like going up and visiting with my grandfather and he just walks up and it's like just hammered and he like <laughs> He, this is, I'm not even joking. This sounds like I'm joking. But he pokes my granddad and is like, hey, bruh, wake up, wake up. Oh, my gosh. And we were like, is this really happening? I was like, this is like a movie scene. And obviously the guy gets escorted out. And then the dude that owns the funeral place walks up and he's like, I'm so sorry for that. Like, we, we called the police on him. Like, I'm just like, no. Oh my god, that was so funny. But <laughs> hands of a Snickers bar is like, you're not you, you're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, dude. That's so bad. Yeah, it was really uh, bad. Man, death death is such a weird thing. Like funerals are, are a very odd thing to to experience because yeah. the way we experience death in America, like our culture, like every culture's way to deal with death is odd. But American culture is very weird because you'll have be like you'll have all the, the loved ones stand in front of an open casket. I say go full self immolation. If you're the wife, just throw yourself in the fire with the man <laughs> like they do <laughs> like they do in ancient Buddhist and Hindu culture. <laughs> Pull a Daenerys Targaryen. Just, yeah, <laughs> just jump in that fire, <laughs> dude. I, I like. But what were you saying? Sorry. Well, it's just it's odd because you're like if someone dies, usually it's open casket funerals. Um, I had a, a buddy of mine pass away about a about a year and a half ago, and it was, he was 19. Real sad situation. Yeah. He had uh, cystic fibrosis, and uh, it was an open casket funeral, and that freaked me out. I was yeah. like, "Oh man, I'm not. How do you live with that? Especially as a parent. I mean, I, I had yeah. really just started to get good friends with him. I was about to start working with him, 
and he passed away suddenly, unexpectedly, and I'm like, your family, your little sisters and your, your parents are here just looking at you while you're sitting in this casket. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, how do you deal with that? How do you yeah. process that in your head? And I realized, I was like, I can't, and I don't think anyone was there, I think everyone was there for his family, which is, that's what it's for, but if I die, I want my body being donated to science, or I want a Viking funeral. The one where you go out in, in the canoe and they yeah, shoot man. the fire arrow? Put me in a canoe. Bro, that's badass. Shoot a, <laughs> shoot a fire arrow. I mean, load me up with like 10 gallons of gasoline. <laughs> and and just, you, just, <laughs> you, just, you just keep missing. <laughs> and, and you just never hit the canoe. And it just goes down the river and you're like, oh no. And you have to, like, you have to run after it trying to shoot arrows. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get it. So you put it like on a small creek. And it goes down like a mile and, and gets, gets dry stuck. and stops. <laughs> Some kids playing in the creek, they see this canoe just sitting there with a... Uh, oh, dude, man. I, I, I'll probably donate my body to science. Like, I've already, uh, I've already signed up for that. Um, when I die, my body gets donated to uh, Vanderbilt University, or Vanderbilt Medical Center. What did you say about that mortician that ties all the people's shoelaces together in the casket? Um... I don't know. That might not have been me. For the zombie apocalypse? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw some on Instagram. It was like this mortician, uh, when they're preparing the body, they'll, uh, they embalm them and everything, and they tie their shoelaces together. <laughs> and they're like, just in case. Just in case there's a zombie <laughs> if, apocalypse. If they could get through a wooded box and then a steel casing. <laughs> you know, that's the thing like about people who are afraid of if the dead come back to life and punching through the ground. It's like, you don't understand. They don't just bury them in a wooden box. Yeah. You can't. Because the gas would make the ground, you know, bubble and explode and then yeah. eventually they'd cave in. You bury them in a steel casing. Yeah. Like, that's a vault. It's it's expensive and it's heavy and it's thick. Like, you're not breaking through that. But uh, maybe in a wooden box. Even if you're just buried. Like, <clears throat> you know how much weight that dirt has? It's a yeah. lot. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. It's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds pushing down on you and you Dude. had to be able to crawl through that you know those you know those uh um those ex- experiments that people do where they try to like get buried alive and like they're just they're filming themselves inside the casket yeah and... didn't mythbusters do something like that oh, they did gosh. the kill bill the kill bill uh two or whatever experiment where they try to punch through the casket and they were like you'd have to be a superhuman and then you'd have to survive the lack of oxygen and then you'd have to survive the dirt crushing on top of you yeah that's like Oh, that is like my worst nightmare. My grandmother and the claustrophobia. Ah. Uh. Oh yeah, my grandmother. If she listens to this, that she'll she'll get a good laugh. Uh, she is her biggest fear is being buried alive. So we were in Montreal. It's the only uh, we were in Montreal, uh, Canada, and we were taking this ghost tour. It was awesome. It was the only ghost tour. I think I've taken maybe half a dozen. It was the only one that was actually good. Like oh, so the guy was such a good presenter. And it was so creepy and it was awesome. And it was at night, and we end up, so he goes through, takes us all around Montreal, and we end up in the, in this old Gothic cathedral. And that's where it ends, and there's no lights. The only light was a lantern, a candlelit lantern, that my brother was carrying, my little brother. And he thought it was the coolest thing, he was like, yeah! Are you talking about Rory, or are you talking about Jack? No, Jack, I don't, Rory hadn't been born at this point. Oh, okay. Um, but we walk in, and... It's this gigantic gothic cathedral, 
and it's pitch black except for this one lantern. Okay, and there's that like is others. just freaky. It was so cool, dude. It was literally the creepiest thing because I've been on a bunch of ghost tours and none of them are ever scary. I always laugh at them. This one had me genuinely like, all right, I have invested. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. ready. <laughs> and the guy was such a good presenter, but my he started telling a story. He's like, uh, he started telling the story about this, uh, what made this significance of this church, what made this church significant, and uh, this the builder of the church or whatever, uh-huh. um, the reason they had that gate outside or whatever is because uh, his wife had severe narcolepsy, and she tra- or he went on a trip one time, she passed out, they thought she had died, and she was out for like eight hours. They thought she had died, and they thought it was because of a Whoa. plague that was going through, like a virus that was going through, and they buried her alive. What? And my grandma's biggest fear, by far, is being buried alive. Isn't that why they started putting <clears throat> bells yeah, well, above the, yes. the gravesites? So, like, if they're still alive, they can ring the bell through yeah. in their casket? Yeah, but they didn't have a That's bell That's legitimate. There. That is legitimate. Wasn't that, like, in the 1800s or 1700s? That was 1700s? way before that. I think that was, like, that was back in, um, like... like 1500s, I think. That's during, during the crazy. bubonic plague, I think was when it started. But but they didn't do that for her. Obviously, they buried her. He comes back. He's like, oh, my wife is dead. And he's like, well, I want her to be buried with her parents. And they open up the casket, and there's claw marks on the inside. I, I saw that. I'm like, oh. But it was so creepy. She was trying to claw her way out. It was so creepy. Ugh. We were there, and and as soon as he said, the problem was, she was buried, and she had narcolepsy. She woke up. And my grandmother, in this gothic cathedral, I mean, you can hear a pin drop. Of course, everything's super echoey. And the guy's talking in this light French-Canadian accent. You can tell English is a second language. And it's creepy. Everybody's, like, scared. There's, like, 20 people in there. No one's talking. No one's... They're afraid to breathe. And as soon as he said she was buried alive, my grandmother goes, Shit! (laughs) And it just goes, Shit! 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 (laughs) It just echoes so loud. Like... It was so funny, dude. We we everybody just died laughing. The the tension in that room just got diffused <laughs> immediately. Well, it was awesome. The crazy thing about Gothic cathedrals is if if you've ever been to Europe, like which you have. Yeah, I've um, been in I've been in hundreds of cathedrals. You don't really have to try that hard to make them creepy. No, because it's weird. Something that they do, if you don't know, um, they bury all of the priests under the cathedral. You can go into like the. What are they called? Not Cascade. They're, they're like, you can go on... The catacombs, under, the crypts. Catacombs, yeah. The crypts. Yeah. You can go in the crypts, and you'll, like, see... As opposed to the bloods. That's <laughs> <laughs> a different... Ah, uh, dad jokes. Ah, uh, sorry. <laughs> but you can go in the crypts. Yeah. Cri- crypts. Yeah. And you can see, like, where they buried the priests. It's like the Vatican. And they'll have, like, all their... They'll bury them with their stuff, and, like, with their scriptures, and stuff like that, and... It's just creepy. Did you get to go to the Vatican? I didn't get to go to the Vatican. I've never... I've only been to, like, the very tip-top of northern Italy. Like, in the, okay. in the Alpine area of Italy. The but I really... <laughs> well, we were, in, we were staying in Innsbruck, Austria, which is absolutely beautiful. It's, like, this amazing, amazing, like, little town-slash-city in the middle of a valley in the Alps. And it is just gorgeous because the Alps are like the Rockies, but green, and there's flowers all through them. And um, that's where they filmed uh, Sound of uh, Sound of Music. The Sound it? of Music was in Salzburg, Austria. Oh, Salzburg, okay. Which is apparently gorgeous. I've never been there. My dad went, but yeah. But Innsbruck is amazing. I highly recommend it. 
Yeah. Europe is just they have some beautiful landscapes out there, yeah. but in the Vatican they have uh, they have all the old uh, some of the old uh, priests and bishops and a couple of the popes. So they have like there's basically three layers of the Vatican. There's the main cathedral, which is insane. It's like 400 500 feet tall inside. Wow. You can fit the Statue of Liberty with its whole base and everything and still not touch the ceiling. What? It's, it's insane how big it is. Gosh. Um, and it, it, it's truly I was thinking like Notre Dame. No, no, no. It's like way like bigger. The Vatican, you could fit like the next biggest cathedral inside the main part. The entire cathedral, you could fit it inside the Vatican. The Vatican's main hall. It's literally the biggest by far. But they, uh, uh, what was insane about it was there's three levels. So there's the main cathedral. Then there's the the catacombs or the crypts where the, the popes yeah. are buried. And uh, that's cool. And then back in the 40s, they discovered, or the 30s, they discovered another place under that called the Necropolis, which is the city of the dead. And it had been theorized that St. Peter, or Peter, was buried under there. For thousands of years, like 2,000 years, it had been theorized that he was buried under there. And no one had ever been able to prove it. So Pope Pius XII, I think... In the 30s, uh, like 38, 39, was like, you know what? We're going to find out. Mm-hmm. Because every other pope was too scared to dig it up. Because what if they're wrong? <clears throat> yeah. Right? Uh, it was theorized that he was right under the main altar, which is 75 feet tall and looks so creepy, dude. It's, it's the creepiest thing. Really? It's hilarious. But he goes under there and he's like, all right, we're going to go under there and find out. And they go under there and it took him, I think, six years. There's a team of, I think, four or five people. That's it. Working on it. Took him six years, and they had to do it in complete secrecy. All of the dirt are in sculptures in the Vatican's backyard. Really? Yeah. The reason they built those sculptures and those 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 uh, arrays of, of gardens and things like that was because they were hiding dirt that they were digging out. That's so awesome. It was it was the coolest thing. Less than a hundred thousand people have been in that necropolis. Um, and the necro- the necropolis was the site. All of, the of them are dead Vatican. now. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, no. Just, just since the '30s, but yeah. like, like it was cool to be part of that. Um, and we we go under there, and uh, it we they eventually found Peter's bones because it was moved. Uh, back Are these in, like legitimately Peter's bones, or what they thought is Peter's bones? No, they're they're like legitimate. They have every they have every supporting evidence that those are the the bones of Saint Peter, which wow. is which is really really cool. Um, I, I didn't think I, I want to look into that more. I want to. Yeah, I was skeptical because I was like, ah, I don't know. It's the Catholic Church; they lie about a bunch of stuff. And then I I did a lot more research on it and talked to some some genuine historians, and they were like, no, those are those are believed almost a hundred percent to be the bones of Peter. The way that the the feet were crushed um, was by the the feet bones and the the hand bones were crushed was the way they would have done a crucifixion because he was yeah. crucified upside down so that's the way they would have done it can you ah uh, can you imagine dude like everybody be so, so bad you know as growing up christian you kind of symbolize like the cross and everything and and sometimes it can you know go in and out of your mind pretty quickly but if you really sit and think about what getting crucified is yeah that sucks Bro. The reason the cross... All of your weight is getting supported by nails in your hands and feet. Yeah. You're literally just... That's just torture. A lot of times they would tie a rope around your neck to hold you to the post. Because people would just fall off. The nails would just come right through their hands. Ah. But, yeah. I mean, it was... It was, uh, 
it's definitely a horrible way to go. Um, but the uh, the thing is, my, my biggest one of my biggest problems with the Catholic Church and the representation they have of the cross is that Jesus is still on it. Mm-hmm. The, the reason we have, as Christians, the cross as our symbol is because it's an empty one. Yeah. Jesus is risen. Their cross is, they stop at day one. <laughs> yeah. they, they, didn't, they didn't stop yeah. where he's, he's released and he's... Yeah, I mean, you know, that, you know, that's... I'm also the first person to bring a lime into the, the necropolis. A lime? I'm sorry, a lemon, yeah. So, <laughs> my brother, so they have super strict security. Like, we had to give up keys and all that kind of stuff. And we go to the necropolis. I'm the first, for, I'm the first person to bring a vegetable in. I push my brother down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That was the first fruit to be. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. But, no, we, uh, we, we bring, uh, my brother, we had super strict security. You're not allowed to bring anything. No water, no nothing. Can't take any pictures. Can't take your phone in. Um, because it's very sensitive. Everything is sent. It's two thousand yeah. years old, uh, and it's this old city of the dead. It also has. The Speaking th- of underground cities of the dead, in Paris, did you yes, go the to those catacombs? Oh, so creepy. oh my gosh, dude! Seven million bodies. It's literally just stacked up artistically. Just bones. Did you ever see the movie The Count of Monte Cristo? I love that movie. They filmed that Henry part. Caviezel? Remember when? Um, or what's his name? Henry Cavill. Cat? No. Yeah, yeah. Who? John? The dude. The dude with the gigantic chest. Hey, yeah, he played Superman. He was like 15 when he made that yeah. movie, right? He yeah. was he was the kid, and that scene where they were in the catacombs, it might be the same catacombs, I think it is, but they the pirates captured him and brought him down to the catacombs and were going to like threaten to torture him, and they real and you eventually realize that the Count of Monte Cristo hired like, them, hired yeah. them and he's tricking everybody and he's actually trying to gain favor for the kid because he he hates the kid's father. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Yeah, spoiler <laughs> From alert. From a movie made in 1996. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a phenomenal film. I highly recommend it. I mean, it's yeah. very different from the book because the book is just giant. And there's uh, yeah. way more characters and way more backstory. But it's still wonderful. The movie's really good, though. Um, but yeah, we uh, the, the security was super strict at the Necropolis. But it's really and, scary. And continue with the Necropolis, my bad. Yeah. Uh, they... <laughs> my brother... We, we get down there, and it was just me, my brother, and my dad. The rest of my family, and uh, the rest of our group is upstairs. Uh, and they, they got to go to the roof of the uh, cathedral, which was super cool, apparently. They got to go to the roof. We got to go under the cathedral. Um, and either one I would have been super grateful to do. And they, uh, uh, we go under there, and my brother looks at me, and he goes, Preston, hey, I have a lemon in my pocket. And I was like, What? He's like, remember that lemon tree at the Airbnb that we're staying at in Rome? I picked one this morning and I put it in my pocket and I forgot about it. I have a lemon in my pocket. And then we get to the end of the thing and he's like, this lemon has been closer to St. Peter than yeah. most people on the planet. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> That's hilarious. In the so, middle of the tour, he was like, anybody want lemonade? <laughs> uh, they probably would have kicked him out right then. But, yeah. but so... <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. We get back, we get out, and he's like, this lemon is, like, special. So he grabs this little, uh, this plastic ball that he had found. He cuts it in half. And it was like a like a clear plastic, uh, like, it was hollow in the middle. Cuts the ball in half, puts the lemon in the middle of the ball, tapes it back, and dips it in Flex Seal. Like, liquid Flex Seal. And does it, like, ten layers or something like that. 
and still has it to this day. The lemon? The lemon. Still has the lemon to this day. This is like two years ago. And he calls it, uh, so we decided to name the lemon, and it's St. Citrus the Meek of His Holiness St. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> but we can effectively say with, with, with high confidence that we are the first civilians to bring a lemon <laughs> into, the, into the necropolis under the Vatican. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. Bro, speaking of Flex Seal, I don't know why I thought of this. But a little backstory on me. I lived in Utah for a while, um, and I um, had this... Mormon! (laughs) (laughs) We'll get into that later. That's for another podcast. (laughs) Um, But um, I had this roommate named... I'm not going to say her name. I had this roommate, and she was super, like, super goth. And, like, would play just, like, screamo in her room at night. And I'd be trying to sleep and be like, damn, like, I feel... I feel like... This is really hardcore. But she was also, like, insanely alcoholic. And one night I was hanging with my bro, Perry, and we were upstairs in my room, and we were just, like, watching a show or playing video games or something. And we're like, oh, we're a little hungry. So we wanted to go downstairs and um, grab some food. And all of a sudden, my roommate, she's just, like, lifeless, in the middle of the kitchen, just on the floor with popcorn, popcorn everywhere, her purse in the fridge, and a phone in the sink. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? And I thought she was dead. I was like, she is not moving. And I'm like, uh, hey. And I said her name, wake up. And she's like, she was so plastered that I thought she was dead. And she tried to, like, hang out with us, and she went upstairs to, like, go hang out with us in our room, and I was, like, trying to, like, get her to go into her room, <laughs> and she just go- walks into my room and just passes out in the middle of the room and, like, hits into a bunch of different things and, like, knocks <laughs> over my stool, and we're like, all right, let's help you back to your room, and she locked her room with a key, I don't know why, and she was, like, going to put her key in the door, and she missed it. And for like five minutes, she kept trying to open her door, and she wanted me to sit there and watch. And I was like, I'll help you put your key in the door. She was like, no, I can do it. I can do it. And she just kept missing the keyhole. Yeah, but she wanted to put Flex Seal on a table and put a bunch of cards like underneath the Flex Seal. Oh, my gosh. That's why I remembered that <laughs> from the Flex Seal. <laughs> Anyways. Dude, I went climbing with a Satanist one time. What? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know she was a Satanist till after. Uh, she was uh, dating a friend of mine, uh, and we were, we were, uh, we, I just saw him at the climbing gym, and I was like, hey, man, how you doing? She's like, hey, and, and she was very attractive, and I was like, hey, she's a super fun person, used to work in a circus. I was like, that's, that's kind of cool. It's a weird profession. It's like, I, I've done a lot of weird stuff, weird professions, too. I used to sell peaches, and we were talking, having a good time, and the next time I see him, he's like, yeah, she's a Satanist. I was like, "What?" <laughs> He's like, "Yeah." We went back to her house, went to her bedroom. She had skulls all over her, all in her room, and an upside down yeah. cross above her bed. And I'm like, oh, "Did you leave?" He's like, "Nah, bro." <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. I banged her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> He's like, <laughs> "He's like, I screwed the hell out of her." <laughs> Bro. <laughs> she turned Christian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Bro. Ugh. So, there, there was this girl that I met on... on I so. met on Tinder. And um, I'll make this story short because we don't have that much more time. But we were Snapchatting back and forth. And she 
was like, hey, you want to see some of my art? And I was like, sure, why not? And she showed me a picture, and it was like a monster holding a severed head. And she's like, it's beautiful, isn't it? And I was like, ah, I don't know what to say. <laughs> she was absolutely terrifying, but yeah, she was totally a Satanist too. <laughs> it's weird that that's an actual thing that's like growing. Satanism is growing. It's so weird. That'll be a topic for, uh, we'll talk about that next time, but... Um, so this is episode two. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, these are really fun. I actually, I enjoy these. We don't have a script or anything. We just kind of take pre-workout and start yeah. talking. Hopefully you guys enjoy it too. Uh, all, I think we had eight people listen to our last one. Nice. Not eight people, bro. Eight people. That's more than I have friends. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So if you guys do like it, make sure to follow us on Spotify. But, uh, thank you for listening and, uh, we will catch you next time. See ya.